Hello there, and welcome to Stu on This. This is Stu Bittman, and we're in week two. You know, I wasn't intending, or and I don't intend, to start every episode with a story about my dad, but my dad is very alive in me right now. He was born in October. He passed away in October, almost exactly this time of the year, 14 years ago. And I'm missing him. My dad was a wonderful dad. Uh, in fact, he was just like a father to me. Uh, not perfect. For one thing, he was, shall we say, um, a bit tight with a dollar. He was a thrifty, frugal. Uh, in fact, when I was in sixth grade, I had a best friend who moved a few miles away, therefore outside of our um, free telephone calling zone, and my dad's suggestion was, get a new friend. So he was rather cheap, but there were a couple of things that he, that he did and said that actually taught me a lot about abundance. For one, whenever something sort of mundane would happen, something would break down, kind of, you know, those little things that tend to stress us out, especially regarding money, he would say, invariably, if money can fix it, it's not a problem. You know, he was reminding me that there were things that were more important, that he had a great handle on. The other thing was he was a really good tipper. He he loved tipping. He, in fact, he loved when he was able to give the money to the person who served him. And then he would say, keep the change. Not exactly like that. It was more like, keep the change. You know, like, like it wasn't a big deal and it was nothing. But to me, believe me, I knew it was a big deal. And it kind of upset me sometimes that he was leaving big tips and telling me to get a new friend. But again, he was teaching me something. He he had a very generous nature. And it showed mostly, not so much with money, but with love, with joy, with uh, giving to family. I saw in that moment that he knew the feeling of more than enoughness and that he loved giving from that place of more than enoughness. And I and I observed that when he did that, he was receiving and giving at the same time. They were, they were happening at the same time. So he wasn't always generous with money, but his attitude toward life, toward love, was always, keep the change. That was so cool. You know, many of us, whether we're in chiropractic or not, are, are great givers. We're, we're, we tend to be incredibly generous with the things we have, the things we have, like our time, our, our talents, our treasures. I want to talk another time about being a better receiver. <laughs> we're going to talk about that a little bit today. So, yes, we tend to be very generous with the things we have, but I'm going to ask us to ask ourselves, are we as generous with the things we are? Are we generous with our love, with ourselves? Do we have a keep-the-change attitude toward life? And maybe a way to know this is if we give out love and it isn't appreciated or it doesn't seem to be appreciated or it isn't reciprocated, do we say, ah, keep the change? Or, or do we take it personally and say some other things about that person? <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> to be generous toward life, for me, means to live every second to its fullest, to, to put our fullest self into each situation and to each interaction and especially it means to not withhold the most precious gift we have to offer in any time which is ourself which is love 
And, you know, maybe maybe we are not as generous as we could be with love because we think there's only so much love to go around. But you know what? You or I could open up a booth at a flea market or a festival with a big sign that says, Free Love. You know, I'm not talking about the kind we were referring to in the 60s, but free love and come here for hugs, for for smiles, for nurturing, for encouragement, any form. We could give love away all day in those forms or any forms, especially without being attached to to any reward or outcome. And at the end of the day, we would have so much more love than we started with. You know, because it isn't that love goes out somewhere into the universe and comes back later. When we express love, any time we express love, we are the first one to receive that love, to experience that love. So just like my dad, we receive with the giving. They are just two sides of the same coin. We may think one is better than the other, but I would say, <laughs> I would ask, which is better, inhaling or exhaling? You know, go ahead and try doing one without the other for a while, and I think you will learn to appreciate the other one. We can't even have one without the other. Nothing that's ever been given could have been given without there being a receiver. And obviously nothing can ever be received when nothing is given. So it's just a dance. And it's true, because we're all one. Receiving comes with the giving, and the only way we can ever feel cheated in that deal is if we believe we are separate. And I'm not being California airy fairy here. Well, maybe I am. But both science and spiritual philosophies agree. We're all one. Chiropractic philosophy begins with what we call a major premise, and that states a Universal intelligence is in all matter and continually gives to it all its properties and actions, thus maintaining it in existence. A universal intelligence, meaning one universal intelligence. And if one intelligence gives everything its properties and maintains everything in existence, well, we must be part of that. And then our third principle says life is necessarily the union of intelligence and matter. So if there's one intelligence and life is a union of that one intelligence and everything, then you and I are one with everyone and everything. We can experience this. We can, you know, maybe it's hard to get our heads around, but it's something we can feel. And if we need any evidence of it. Just look around because all of nature is involved in this giving and receiving dance of mutual benefit, of oneness. Look at We can look at our own body and 70 trillion cells all giving and all receiving. Their, each cell is doing exactly what it was designed to do and it gives freely. It gives with a keep the change attitude and in return, not again later, but simultaneously, it's getting everything it needs. You don't, you know, you don't ever hear a liver cell saying, well, sure, I'll detoxify that alcohol. This person drank too much of last night, but I'm not going to do it for those cells in the stomach. And they are, they're jerks. They, they don't vote the way I do. Or, or, you know, they don't say, okay, I'm holding out, I'm going on strike. When I get this much this and this much that, I'll do my thing. No, man, they just do it. 
And I've experienced this. <laughs> I, even with living under a brain, I've experienced this mostly when I've had the opportunities to get my brain out of the way, like in Panama, doing chiropractic missions when we adjusted so many people and we didn't have time, or the ability to have a conversation, which was very helpful too. We didn't get attached to all these things that really don't mean anything. They all come from a belief in separation. It didn't matter if the person liked me. It didn't matter if they paid me. It didn't matter if they healed up. I didn't even know. I couldn't talk to these people, so they were very easy to love. <laughs> and miracles happened. Miracles happened because love was given freely. And that just makes sense, man, because love is the strongest, most powerful force in the universe, according to Gandhi and some other wise people. Love is the power that holds this oneness together. It's the power that draws everything toward that center, toward that truth of unity, of connection, of oneness. And love heals always because it always moves things toward that wholeness, towards that oneness, towards that harmony. So, you know, for me, this explains the power of the chiropractic adjustment, when it's, especially when it's delivered with a keep-the-change loving intention. Because it's facilitating a movement within that person to their wholeness, to their oneness. And it, this, to me is the ultimate act of love. We, we don't smoke cigarettes afterward, but it is the ultimate act of love. And even though I don't know exactly what's going to happen, I know that because of that movement toward wholeness and oneness, toward truth in that person, it means that they cannot possibly be the same as they were before that adjustment. Wow. Maybe you you and I as chiropractors can give a little more love with our adjustments. And whether you're a chiropractor or not, love heals. When it's given or received unconditionally, when it's given or received without thought of what's in it for me or, or when's it going to come back or who's going who's gonna to give it back to me or any of that stuff, when it's given generously, it heals both the giver and the receiver, perhaps the giver even more than the receiver. So if it feels right, let's make an intention to be a little more generous with our love. I mean, we could start with those we already love. That would be kind of easy. Or we can go for extra credit and make it a bit more challenging and just start loving everybody, even those we don't like. Because to me, love is not intense liking. Love is a recognition of our sameness, of our oneness. And that given a choice here and there, <laughs> I could be exactly this person that I might be judging. Isn't that true? Well, either way, whether we start with those we already love or we start with everybody or something in between, let's include ourselves. Let's, while we're being generous with love, let's please shower ourselves with that love. That's, you know, we may think that's egotistical, but to me, it's egotistical to not give ourselves that kind of love, because th that just means we think we're separate, or that maybe the universal intelligence had a bad day when we were created. You know, as the Buddha said, 
you can search the entire universe for someone more deserving of your own love and affection than you yourself, and this person is not to be found anywhere. It's kind of a weird way of saying it, so I'll rephrase it. You are as deserving of your own love and affection as anyone in the universe. So please know this week, while you're working on that, that I am sending all my love to you. And please, keep the change. Well, stew on that. And I will see you next week.